0: Hello, loose lug nation, and welcome to episode Michael Waltrip, number 15 of Loose Lugs, presented by Double L Sports Network. I'm your host once again, Lauren Leach, and joined as usual by Mark Allen. Hey buddy, how you doing, man?
1: Hi, Lauren, how you doing? Hey, you think about that number 15, you know, these days it's been uh, kind of dry. But uh, if you think back, you know, Bud Moore, he drove the fifteen or he owned the fifteen and there was a lot, of, a lot of guys that drove Ricky Rudd and Dick Trickle and a lot of uh, 15s back then. So, But, yeah, 15 has been pretty pretty lax lately. I had to put a thinking cap on to think about number 15.
0: Dale Earnhardt also drove the 15. I just remembered as you were going through it.
1: Yes, and uh, so was Clint Boyer, you know. Yep. Um, yep, went in Phoenix, and then he ended up with a fight with Jeff Gordon. <laughs> and then that was uh, – pretty much the end of the 15 that we've uh, seen oh. the Boyer run in.
0: Yeah, I, my fondest memories were Michael Waltrip winning those two Daytona 500s and racing for his good friend uh, Dale Earnhardt um, in that Napa number 15. Those were always good memories for me.
1: Yeah, my memory is the 15 when Dale Earnhardt was uh, at Pocono and he put her on, on his lid when he uh, tried to take the wall down in turn one.
0: Yeah, and then he had to get out of it while the car was leaking, and he hobbled down, uh, down by Tim Richmond. Him and Tim Richmond were in that. I've uh, seen a lot of clips and photos of that incident.
1: You know, and that was the Wrangler ba- Wrangler sponsor, and then he actually took that Wrangler sponsor and then w- raised with Childress, and then that became the iconic uh, Wrangler number three car, the very next year, and then on it went with his career.
0: Oh man, I could talk all day about that stuff. You know, I'm a big Earnhardt fan, so uh, well, it's cool to reminisce a little bit about that stuff.
1: A lot of that stuff was before your time, buddy. But uh, that was the prime of the good, best racing back in the day when uh, ESPN used to do racing. Uh, That was, uh, yep, that was when it was. uh, The stands were always full, (laughs) you know. So that's when it was good. So, but we still make it good. It's still good stuff that's been going on lately.
0: Oh, and I think it's some of the best racing ever right now. Uh, I think NASCAR is really hitting on some stuff. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Some good racing back then as well, uh, just different times. But let's get into it here. Uh, We'll start off with the Xfinity race two weekends ago at Talladega, the Unhinged 300. Stage one was won by Justin Haley. Stage two goes to Chase Briscoe. And Justin Haley comes back and wins that race over Ross Chastain. Jeb Burton, Austin Sindrick, and Brett Moffitt makes his way into the top five. Um, Good race all around. Justin Haley dedicated the win to his late crew chief, Nick Harrison, who died, uh, unfortunately, tragically, last year. So that was pretty cool to see how emotional that one was. Uh, For him, of course, it's Justin Haley's first Xfinity Series win. So uh, all in all, a great weekend.
1: Yeah, Justin Haley, he won that uh, short race at Daytona. Um, So he he runs good on uh, restrictor plate racing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yep, that was a Cup Series ride in Spire Motorsports. Actually, we got some information about that going forward on him as well. Uh, But, boy, that Collegg racing team, they're hitting on all cylinders here with, Justin Haley, Ross Chastain, AJ Almendinger—they keep going here. They, I think, they've taken what three hundred thousand from the dash for cash Xfinity, as well.
1: Yes, yep, yes, they have. They've been
0: they've been running to the bank, filling up the old bank account. <laughs> and that's a team that started as one car and has just grown over the last uh, handful of years. And it's great to see a, a guy and Matt Colleg who. Came into the sport, loved the sport, and his team continues to grow. And he's got a heck of a team there right now.
1: Yep, they're the ones that right now seem to be the ones to beat
0: right now, for sure. And Chris Rice is behind the scenes there. Chris was a racer himself, has made his way through the ranks. He becomes uh, higher up there with that company. He Actually, chiefs for the 16 car when they run that, uh, typically with A.J. Elmendinger right now. So, uh, boy, yeah, they're uh, they're on fire.
1: Yeah, Dinger seems to be having a little bit more fun these days. Uh, Last year he said it wasn't fun, so uh, he's been running uh, much better. It looks like he's – well, he had a victory recently, so that actually helps a lot. (laughs) For sure, winning helps a lot of of things.
0: Yeah, and I'm almost wondering if he runs a little bit more with all the fun that he's having. Maybe he – I think you and I have touched on this before. Maybe he gets into a full-time Xfinity ride or races a lot more because – that's a driver that can get it done, and a team would be lucky to have him there running for a championship. Yeah, for sure.
1: So, yeah, and then Ross Chastain, you know, he's another one. Uh, love his style. We've we've talked about that too. Love his style of racing. Uh, he's a uh, definitely worth watching. You yeah, I'm a fan of his.
0: Oh, he is fun to watch. He's a guy that you have your eyes on at all times. He's aggressive. You never know what he's going to do. So, uh, yeah, he's one that you got your eyes peeled on, uh, at all times, pretty much.
1: You know, but, uh, there's, there's a, a lot of talent that's going on in the Xfinity series. You know, when we first started the season, we just like, eh, it seems like it's, uh, not, not as much. It was drying up just a little bit here, but, uh, I think the Xfinity Series has been putting out the best race. Well, I, I'd have to say the trucks are too, um, are putting out excellent series. So, um, yeah, all around good racing this year. Everybody should be happy about it.
0: Yeah, and that's a great point. You and I both said we think the truck series uh, has a, a lot more talent than the Xfinity Series. But I got to tell you what, I think the Xfinity Series right now is, is the best of them all. Uh, trucks and Cup right behind, but... That Xfinity, you know, they're causing a lot of log jams up at the top. You think about all the drivers that Toyota has, Chevy has, uh, Ford has a few that there's nowhere really to go unless a driver leaves or retires unexpectedly. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens because you see the talent rising to the top here with the Xfinity series.
1: Yep. Um, and then. You know the one guy that I feel for this year is uh, Justin Allgaier. <laughs> oh my God, he's got he's got luck like I do on iRacing. Yeah, that'd, that'd be a good way to put it.
0: Yeah, he can't catch a break right now. There's a few guys in the top three series that are the same way, but that's one that's right at the top of the list that he could use a break.
1: Yeah, it's it seems like uh, he's he's definitely fast enough he always ends up in the wrong place for, for some reason. And uh, I, I feel for him, you know, he's always there and then something goes wrong. And, yeah, he's uh, – uh I haven't looked really close at the points, but I'm sure he is uh, a lot worse off than what what he's, uh, his results really should be.
0: Yeah, and you know, this has happened to him before, kind of at the end of the – The season or even at homestead they just they've been there and and should be there every year and something just goes wrong or they're not running right at homestead in the past for the championship so maybe they're getting out of their system early this year
1: yeah another one is uh michael annette there's another one that just seems to just be in the wrong place at the wrong time um every once in a while he'll pull out a good one but uh you know just uh a lot of hard luck there. And a lot of times you say that, uh, you know, uh, you make your own luck. But, uh, hmm, I don't know. It's uh, sometimes uh, maybe you need a rabbit's foot in your pocket <laughs> or something like that. So, But, yeah, typical uh, typical Talladega race, you know. Um, uh, the, the Heat didn't look like they got too, uh, too many people. And uh, I'm still waiting to see the talent of Riley Herbst. How's that? Um, hmm. I've just kind of sit back and uh, been waiting on him a little bit.
0: (laughs) Mm. Well, I think Riley Mm. has been uh, impressive at a few tracks. And, you know, that's a a big jump up for him to come from the Arca series uh, up there and um, doesn't have too much uh, experience with the bigger cars. So I think he's ran pretty well. He's a guy who also could use some luck right now, but I think you'll see it uh, come along as the further the season gets on.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, uh, See, time is valuable, you know, so uh, we'll see how it goes uh, uh, going forward.
0: Absolutely. Um, Also with the uh, Unhinged 300, the Xfinity Series race at Talladega, uh, Noah Gregson led a bunch of laps, Chase Briscoe, Michael Annette, Ross Stain, and Justin Haley. Those were kind of the dominant cars uh, there. Noah
1: Gregson, there's another one that we like watching. We talked about that. Uh, recently too and uh, you know he he's quite aggressive also (laughs) Uh, good good watching him yeah there is some really good talent that goes on there and it's a great great series it's uh, it's it's worth watching so um, yeah I like the Xfinity series and what they're doing. Oh
0: absolutely absolutely no doubt about it Uh, there were six cautions for 22 laps 22 lead changes among 12 drivers you kind of expect the lead changes to be up there at at a track like Talladega. Uh, time of the race was 2 hours, 12 minutes, 22 seconds. And there was one penalty. Anthony Alfredo, who finished just outside the top five, I believe, had a, a loose lug.
1: Well, not everywhere, everywhere there. Just one. So that that's a surprise. Uh, that's the least we've heard so far from a race so far this yeah,
0: year. yep. Um, So then, of course, uh, the GEICO 500, the Cup Series race, it got delayed until Monday. And on a lot of TV guides, I saw this even on social media, it had it on Fox Sports 1, so a lot of people were recording it. Well, it ends up it's on Fox, so a lot of recordings didn't happen, and a lot of uh, laps were missed early on for that one, um, unfortunately. But uh, Stage 1 goes to Tyler Reddick, Stage 2 to Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and the race goes to Ryan Blaney. Uh, second was Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Third was Eric Almirola, fourth, Denny Hamlin, fifth, Eric Jones. Uh, boy, it looked like Eric Jones might have a shot to win it, and then he got wrecked right at the line as there were three and four wide coming there. Um, what a what a race.
1: I definitely agree with you. I thought Eric Jones would have just got that by a coat of paint on the bumper. Uh, Eric Almirola's back bumper crossed the line before... Uh, but for the rest of the car, so <laughs> um, it's kind of interesting where how they uh, sense where that crossed the line, you know. But, uh, yeah, he had a third place. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse pulls out a second place. Uh, Ryan Blaney definitely was the class of the field all day, I believe. I think the fastest car won there. Ryan Blaney sure does well. Uh, he's always up there in the front when it comes to restrictor plate racing lately.
0: Absolutely, and he wins by seven thousandths of a second. Strange enough, it's the same distance that he won in the fall race at Talladega last year, so they're starting to call him Mr. James Bond or Mr. 007 there.
1: Yeah, I heard him calling 007. So, uh, yeah, 007, two uh, two races in a row, so um, (laughs) pretty good. Hey, I thought Jimmy Johnson might even uh, pull that out, and then he got dumped there. Uh, but he still came back and got a 13th out of it. But, you know, he, once again, Jimmy Johnson, he showed that he was fast. Uh, another guys that were kind of struggling, Brad Keselowski, didn't show me too much uh, for that race. Usually he runs really good there. Uh, he didn't even lead any laps there. Uh, Tyler Reddick, there's, a, you know, that eight car, he's still got that going. He's had a little bad luck these last two weeks, but he has proven that that car is fast.
0: Yeah, Tyler Reddick has been impressive, to say the least. Uh, wins stage one, goes out and wins a lot of laps. Like you said, he's had a lot of bad luck uh, the last few weeks, but uh, Ryan Blaney led 63 laps. Uh, Hamlin led a bunch. Chris Busher. there's a guy who ran well at Talladega. Uh, Alex Bowman, Joey Logano, and then Reddick, as we previously mentioned, they all led uh, the majority of the race there, uh, but Blaney was 63 laps. That showed his dominance.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, the uh, Penske cars were showing their their uh, their their true colors there. Uh, how many times are we going to see Chase Elliott get nosed into the back stretch? Uh, once again, he got dumped. Uh, really wasn't Brad's fault because he was being pushed from the backside. He had nowhere to go and just didn't line up for Chase, and he put her in the outside wall. It's amazing that everybody split. He only got hit by Austin Dillon. Uh, it's funny that about 15 other cars didn't pile into him. And, uh, but, uh, Chase Elliott, just like, what a bummer. He goes, he keeps getting wiped out, just going down the backstretch. And I've seen that before.
0: Yeah. Um, that was an interesting incident. Like you said, I can't believe more guys didn't pile in. He was running near the top of the field there when he got turned. Um, you know, that's, that's just that style of racing. There's not much anyone can really do about it, but yeah, unfortunate for him. Uh, Matt Kenseth came home last. There's a Wisconsin boy. He didn't have a good day at Talladega. So, um, you know, some guys just uh, it's it's going to happen. You're not going to run well there every time. Just that style of racing.
1: Yeah, Kenseth he he uh, burned up a rear hub. They thought it was a tire right away, but it was more internal than that, and that that cost him. He ended up being uh, yeah last place. Uh, boy, Matt's struggling. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's getting any better as the season goes on. It seems like that team is kind of in disarray.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it's a big adjustment. You know, he came out firing at Darlington his first race back, and then it's been a struggle. And, you know, I think you if you look back, that first race at Darlington, everyone was trying to find their bearings back. So uh, Matt probably took advantage of that with everyone else having some time off and no practice and all that. And it it has been a struggle um however i do feel like that team will turn around it's a fast team good team i think they'll they'll find it out i think listening to him on the radio a few weeks uh on the race pass there from nascar him and chad have a very good relationship right away and the way they talk and matt's telling them about the car and all that i think they'll figure it out
1: yeah i'm, I'm sure they will that is a strong team so the uh, season's kind of long he might he might be able to pop one later but right now, that team is just, just oh, wow, they're struggling bad. And, then, uh, you know, I got my wish. I, I mentioned on the last podcast saying, how about a Talladega without a great big pileup, you know, and what is it, 34, 35 cars finish that race. So I, I actually got my wish that I uh, wanted everybody to uh, race and not have a one great big, the big one, the pileup. And uh, and then what about Kyle Busch? wow. You know, they're, they've been saying pretty pretty much uh, on all the uh, race hubs and stuff like that that he has zero playoff points when he's had, uh, what, 27 at this time last year. Kyle Busch, uh, I'm sure he's – the frustration level has just got to be boiling over.
0: Oh, absolutely, and uh, it definitely is. Um, you heard that this week at Pocono as well. Um but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. But, yeah, that team uh, definitely not as strong early on as it was last year. Uh, but, you know, that's a guy that tends to figure it out as, as the season gets going as well. So um, struggling a little bit early, but they'll uh, I have confidence that they'll they'll figure it out. Um,
1: well, they're fast. They're, they're fast. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I think there's a lot of luck that's involved with him, too. That's just not, not coming through for him at this time. Yep.
0: Yep, absolutely. Uh, So there were eight cautions for 33 laps, 56 lead changes between 19 drivers. Again, you expect to see it up there, Uh, but 56, that was an impressive number. Uh, Time of the race was 3 hours, 27 minutes, 28 seconds. And get this, no post-race penalties. Get out.
1: (laughs) That's good. Hey, people are learning, maybe. Coochies are getting sick of getting fined. Yeah,
0: yeah, no kidding. You know, so. Um, so let's have the difficult discussion now, I guess. Um, it was found out, I believe it was Saturday of the Talladega weekend, that the uh, news was starting to come out that there was a noose found in Bubba Wallace's garage stall. NASCAR uh, had a couple of press conferences and also called in the FBI. It was the only garage stall that had this type of rope tied that way into a noose form. Um, comes to find out on uh, Tuesday that it was not directly intended at him, that they had found it back there in October of 2019. Um, boy, what I look back at it and in, 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 A, what's the chances that it's the only one? What's the chances that Bubba Wallace gets that, that stall? And also, um, you know, everyone is kind of taking a negative spin on this and saying, wow, NASCAR looks silly. I can't believe they think that they're going to lose the fans with the Confederate flag talk with all this. And this is this – is, it's been frustrating for me to listen to because this is how I feel about it. I would rather make – I guess we'll call it a mistake and calling it a noose but I would rather make that mistake and have the good things that came out of it, like the inclusion of all the racers supporting Bubba and everyone supporting everyone and that big group just all coming together because it is a big family and we all know that. I would rather see that happen than it than it not be looked at and come to find out it is a noose and someone did directly put it there. So um, I think we all need to take a step back at times and just realize that we all need to be more inclusive and we can all be better. And didn't Mascar maybe make a, a judgment lapse or have a lapse in judgment or some of like that? Maybe, but the positives that are coming out of it are incredible. And I think that's, that's what we need to look at. And the thing that I feel strongly about is people are looking at Bubba Wallace and calling him Jesse Smollett. Couldn't be further from, could not be further from the truth. He had nothing to do with it. He hadn't seen it. Um, A crewman found it, brought it to the attention of NASCAR. He had nothing to do with it. So to blame Bubba Wallace, he had nothing to do with it. And I just feel sorry that he's had all this pressure put on him due to this. But let's all look at it and let's all try to be better people. Yeah,
1: I I agree with that. Um, You know, NASCAR did what they were supposed to do to have it investigated. But then uh, they come up with 15 FBI agents. Like, was that a little bit of an overkill? Um, At this time, everybody's going to have their own personal opinions on it. Um, I personally, I don't really like talking about it um, because there is so much that's going on about it. Uh, But, yeah, NASCAR had a little, I believe, a a knee-jerk reaction, which was good. It's probably better to do that than do nothing at all. And, yeah, to push uh, uh, Bubba's car up like that, and they showed unity, uh, showed a very strong message. Uh, Hopefully that will go to other sports too. And that can just, uh, yeah, you're right. We all can be better people all the time. Everybody can. And, uh, yeah, uh, I agree with you right there, Lauren.
0: And and the other thing I think about too is NASCAR has the stigma around them that it's a bunch of rednecks. Uh, racist people. I I can tell you that um, I have never encountered anything like that at the track. I'm sure some people feel that certain way. I know uh, African-Americans have come out and say, you know, that Confederate flag, you know, does it doesn't sit well with me when I walk in into the track. And at the end of the day, if it's making someone feel uncomfortable and we're going to take it away. You can fly a different flag. We talked about some last podcast, fly a different flag, still come over the track, enjoy yourself, do whatever you want at home and make everyone feel included and safe and welcome there. And I just think uh, there are so many more positives that have come out of this than negative. And uh, we'll see where it goes from there, but let's all, let's all just try to be better people and include everyone. And, and do the best we can in, in that fight against it, because at the end of the day, we, we want to be good people. We want to be a good nation, and we're at the forefront of it. So let's all, let's all come together and, and be for everyone.
1: Yeah, it's going to take a lot of change. Um, you know, I have some Southern friends that I was in the Navy with, and if you if I call them up and talk to them about the Confederate flag, I mean, it is ingrained in them down there. I mean, it's, you wouldn't believe how strong they feel about that down there. From us being up north, uh, we probably don't realize just how much it uh, it matters to them down there. And just like I said to you that I knew when we were going to Talladega that there was going to be an airplane flying over there. And it just so happens also I look on TV and boy, did I call that one, you know, and uh, – um, yeah, I've been down south. I've lived down there. And uh, we survived Talladega. I mean, uh, everybody walked away. And, but uh, yeah, time will heal the wound here. Uh, people need to carry on. But yeah, let's all try to be better people and, and uh, maybe learn from stuff, something like this.
0: Yep. And the last thing I'll, I'll say about it is with the thing that happened above the track, the plane flying the flag defund NASCAR's nine, and then the stuff that was happening outside with cars go, cars and trucks going back and forth around that boulevard uh, with Confederate flags there, I'm sure that heightened NASCAR awareness to really look into it further than, than um, maybe was needed, uh, according to some people. I won't say it wasn't, I, I don't think, in my opinion, NASCAR absolutely did the right thing, but in some people's eyes, it wasn't uh, as needed as what they did but that heightened their awareness with whatever was going on. So that's, that's part of it too. So yeah, let's um, yeah, let's just, let's just be better. We'll end it on that note and and move forward. Actually, I I take that back. There is one other note. Um, I found out that Sonoma Raceway is also looking into something because they said a a noose was found on their property. Haven't heard an update to that, but uh, hopefully it comes out as the same way as the Talladega incident, and it doesn't turn out negatively. But, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's all do the best we can.
1: Yep, all right. So, yeah, make sure that all the uh, garage door ropes uh, are properly maybe stapled on the end or something like that. So uh, go out in your garage and uh, check yours out so then uh, we can uh, move past <laughs> yeah. garage door ropes.
0: And okay? The, and that's the thing, too. It, it was tied Differently than than what people had assumed it was to, but uh, let's let's get into Pocono there. We we said we need to be better people. Let's let's move on there. Uh, so Pocono Pocono um, was going to be special before the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic has hit. It got even more special when the truck race got rained out on Saturday. 'Cause the truck race had to run Sunday and also we were expecting a cup double header Saturday, Sunday. Also we had cup running Saturday, and then a triple header with the truck Xfinity and Cup on Sunday. So just a bunch of racing going on and I thought that was a hell of a day.
1: Yeah, great day, but the seats were empty. What a bummer. That'd be a good one to sit in all day long. And they actually beat the weather. You know, there was storms out and about all weekend, like uh, it seems like at this time of year, you're, you're dodging thunderstorms, but uh, tell you what, that uh, last race on Sunday, it was getting pretty dark. It was, uh, you know, they were running out of daylight, but they, they, got that whole show in on Sunday. So good job by NASCAR.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so we'll start with the truck series and move forward. I know um, it's going to be going some back and forth between days here, but we'll start with the truck series as we do normally uh, the Pocono organics 150 truck race. Uh, stages 1 and 2 go to Sheldon Creed. The race goes to Brandon Jones, uh, Austin Hill, Sheldon Creed, Todd Gilliland, and Ben Rhodes rounded out the top five. Um, Natalie Decker, a Wisconsin driver there, uh, did not run the race because she was hospitalized due to uh, gallbladder problems. She had her gallbladder taken out uh, late last year and had some problems uh, with that, so she didn't run. And then uh, Ty Jeski was looking awesome and had an unfortunate incident with Grant Infinger. Uh, Some people were saying it looked like Ty had come up to block a little bit. To me, it almost looked like Grant had flinched a little. That truck turned just a couple inches to the left and it was on from there. Uh, But just an unfortunate end of the day for Ty Majeski
1: yeah infinger was getting really squeezed against the wall like he was getting nervous and then they kind of mentioned that there was just a little dip in the track and that was just enough to make it unstable and you know if ty would have hit 50 feet further down the wall he would have missed that corner he would have missed it and slid by it but oh he piled the wall and then what's scary is is come flying and ricochet back out onto the track and uh nobody caught him but uh yeah that was a. Uh, that was a hard lick that he put there. Uh, didn't seem like they, they could get that race going at all, uh, you know, <laughs> get the green flag right away, and bang, there was, a, you know, an incident. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there was some hard, hard racing that was going on there the first couple laps at uh, the uh, truck race.
0: Yeah, lots and lots of cautions I have here in my note. I think I was texting with you, as we do normally during the races, and I said, Boy, they're making iRacing look more realistic by the uh, second here in this race um, well actually the first two races, but um, ended up being a a good weekend and racing got better as the race went on. Um, Derek Krauss, the other Wisconsin driver in the field, he finished 10th, but he was up to third at one point and really looking strong as well. So it was great to see the Wisconsin guys up there and mixing it up and seeing some of the rookies uh, have some good days.
1: You see them cars coming out of three, or the trucks coming out of three. They look like they—they are on the hammer and they are flying. in those trucks coming off that corner, um, very impressive. Yeah. Uh, did you see Raphael Assad when he went nose first into the wall? You yeah. Know, and and Matt Crafton's crew chief—he wasn't too happy. He just decided to, "I'm leaving." Um, and, and I'm sure that's frustrating when you can't even make it through the first corner. Uh, you had a little feeling like that last night, didn't you, buddy? <laughs> On iRacing? you can't even get started, and you get and you get wiped out, and that's just frustrating as hell.
0: Yeah, I didn't even make the start finish line, um, but yeah, uh, just a frustrating day for for a lot of drivers in, in Pocono. Um, but uh, we mentioned there's a lot of cautions, nine cautions for 29 laps. Eight lead changes between five drivers. Time of the race was one hour, 35 minutes, and 40 seconds. So that's a pretty good time there. Um, One penalty, Brandon Jones had a loose lug.
1: Okay. Um, Just one.
0: That's not bad. Kentucky is up next for the NASCAR, NASCAR Gander Outdoors and RV Truck Series.
1: Yep, they get the week off for the Fourth of July. So then we'll uh, we'll get a couple truckers that are going to come and race the Slinger Nationals here next Tuesday. So, so yeah, that gives them a chance to be off. And then uh, yeah, Kentucky, my my favorite. Uh, I'll be nice here. Uh, Crap hole. I hate that track. Anyway, that's my opinion about the Kentucky Speedway. Uh, I hear. I think they did some reconfiguration on that track. Am I hearing that right?
0: I think you're right. I know iRacing did some stuff to upgrade it. So I think you're right there unless iRacing just rescanned it. I'm not exactly sure, but, uh, you know, I know you don't like Kentucky primarily because of iRacing, but it does produce some good racing.
1: Yeah. Um, wasn't that the backstretch is just so bumpy. Um, it was made the same way as that Nashville concrete race at the same time. Um, one of those cookie cutters again, and, but, uh, yeah, so be it. it. The best part I like about Kentucky is they run it at night. You know, that's uh, <laughs> that's about the only thing I say nice about Kentucky racing.
0: Yeah, they uh, they had a great race in the Cup Series. I think that was last year between the Bush brothers, and I still can't believe they didn't wreck, but uh, we'll get into that uh, a little later on. But uh, yeah, um, Certainly. Uh, back to Pocono here, the uh, Green 225 Xfinity Series race, Stage 1 goes to Austin Sindrick. Stage 2 to Justin Elgier, and the race goes to Chase Briscoe, uh, Ross Chastain comes home second, uh, Jeremy Clemens 51 in third place, that's awesome. Uh, the 21 of Maya Snyder and the one of Michael Annette. So we mentioned some of those guys that finished in the top five at Pocono. So um, some pretty good finishes there for some guys that you typically don't see up at the front. How about Chase
1: Briscoe having a tire go down, spin, don't hit nothing because he wanted to get off the track so he didn't get collected, come back out, uh, you know, 21 laps, so he had that caution and come back out and win the race. (laughs) So that was, that was downright impressive. Goal, Mustang. That that Ford was fast.
0: <laughs> um, the the one uh-huh. thing that stands out to me <laughs> is uh, Justin Haley retaliating against Riley Herbst. Um, Herbst knows it in uh, slightly against the uh, front stretch wall there, but Justin Haley was held on pit road as a penalty for ex- aggressive driving. Um, his team wasn't happy about it, felt like Riley Herbst did him wrong, but uh, – that incident is still mysterious, though, because I feel like Herbst didn't wreck Justin Haley, but uh, Haley did give some damage to Riley Herbst there. But that kind of mm. ruined the day for Justin Haley, too. And, you know, the other part of that is Haley was running for that $100,000. And uh, that just absolutely ruined it.
1: Yeah, well, then, uh, yeah, you can't go nowhere when an official's standing on your front bumper. And, just, and and they made the call. That's a judgment call. And, that's uh, that, yeah, $100,000 just flew right out the window with that. Uh, I guess you can see some frustration kick in like that, but uh, it, it looked the way it looked at the uh, NASCAR made that call just by the look of that incident.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the team came over and even said to Justin, you know, well, I guess you can't be the one that retaliates. And that's kind of been the way that it's always been is the person who retaliates is going to get the biggest penalty. So, uh, not surprising there
1: yeah hey how about Brandon Jones winning the uh the truck race and then let's fire him up uh um or the, let me see here yeah then that was the truck race they won and then so then get into the uh, Xfinity car and don't even get off the back stretch and just absolutely take the wall down and then Harrison Burton uh, even tried to outdo him there and he did the same thing. I mean, it looked like an instant replay. The cars were painted the same. They hid in the same spot. The cars looked like they were in the same shape when they were done. Like, uh, And then they they went uh, after the race, they went and took a whole bunch of soap detergent and they scrubbed the track down because they thought there was some sort of oil residue that was uh, coming out of that corner there. And it sure acted like it because, boy, that well, that awful turn one was treacherous there.
0: Yeah. Two big hits there. Uh, first lap for Brandon Jones. How about that? You go from uh, an hour ago winning the truck race to first lap Xfinity race, which you're running points for in this, in this series and absolutely clobbered the wall, all four tires off the, off the ground. Huge, huge hit. Harrison Burton, like you said, <laughs> pretty much mirrors the same thing. Destroys two Joe Gibbs racing cars. Thankfully everyone walked away. It was all right. And even Harrison Burton said that was a lot worse looking than it was actual in the car so uh that was a good thing
1: you know those uh those walls that they put up those are temporary walls that they them used to not be there and then you'd slide through the grass and there was was lots of grass there that you could slide and some say that you'd pick up speed as you were sliding across the grass and then they would just (laughs) the, the wrecks on the inside wall were just devastating i mean there was rollovers and I remember Steve Park in that area when he he, yep. he got rolled, you know. And um there was another one that was Elliot Sadler when he knocked the motor right out of the car. The motor was laying on the track after he pummeled that inside wall. And then everybody remembers Davy Allison when he went up and over. And you know, so they put that temporary wall there, and as as hard as them guys were hitting that inside wall, it never moved. It, it you know, it's got a soft wall there and uh yeah that saves them a lot with them soft walls but back in the day when they slid across that grass man it was on there, there were some vicious wrecks that were at uh Pocono on that back search.
0: oh absolutely and you mentioned the three that I remember the most memorable for me uh is the Steve Park incident I was a Dale Earnhardt guy so Dale Jr. was involved in that one um they hit the inside wall. He flipped. I just remember Dale Jr. getting out of the car and running to Steve Park's car. They were teammates at DEI. Um, and then, yeah, the Elliott Sadler, he hit in this weird crevice that the camera barely caught it, but destroyed it, the motors out of the car, as you said. Oh, man, um, gives me a little bit of chills remembering that one. And then, yeah, Davey Allison goes up and over that that wall there, too. So three big incidents there. Um, but man, um, just lucky that these guys, uh, all walked away.
1: Yeah. And then you got the tricky triangle corner back there, the tunnel turn, you know, and, uh, uh, yeah, as we race it on iRacing, it, it's a fun corner. If you hit it, if you hit it right, but, uh, there's so much that can, uh, go wrong with that, uh, on that corner too. It it's, that's a tricky corner. Some say it's the, it's the most fun corner and some say, well, maybe not, you know,
0: I would say just based on experience with iRacing, the tunnel turn at Pocono and turn four out of Indianapolis are the most fun if you hit them. If you don't, though, they are trouble. <laughs> oh, man, are they trouble. Yeah, you
1: got to hit it, hit them just right or otherwise it's on, you know. And sometimes, you know, even when they go too wide and some even think about going three wide through there, like, you know, yikes, <laughs> But uh, they all make it happen there. It, uh, I only saw one little, after all that day of racing that was there, I only saw one little scuff mark off, of the, off the tunnel turn on the wall there. So for all day of racing, everybody pretty much uh, watched their P's and Q's coming out of the tunnel turn.
0: Yep, yep, absolutely, no doubt. Um, so they had nine cautions for 31 laps, 12 lead changes between six drivers. Time of the race was two hours, five minutes, and 44 seconds and no penalties we're getting better
1: we're they're not everywhere they're not everywhere <laughs> Till next week
0: yeah you know. uh the indy road course coming up next on july 4th uh the doubleheader with indy car on the road course uh, boy that's going to be exciting i'm looking forward to that day
1: you know i watched the indie cars there last year and kind of checking out the format of the racetrack. Um, It'll be interesting to see what these uh these bigger cars are gonna do. So yeah, I'll be uh, uh I'll be recording it and I'll be watching that Saturday night. Um and I'm gonna yeah, check that out. Uh should be proved to be interesting.
0: Oh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the NASCAR guys there now because that track is very, very tight in spot. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. Yeah, sir.
1: Hey, we didn't talk about the big one at Pocono either. There was one massive wreck. Did you see Dan- Daniel Hemrick? I mean, he hit the yeah. wall head—he hit the wall head-on, and then somebody pasted him. And that car was uh, off the ground, wasn't it? that uh, Did Austin Cedric hit him? I believe that's who that was. And uh, yeah, yeah, there was there was cars scrambling every direction after that one. So even Pocono had the big one.
0: Oh yeah, you know you've seen some big wrecks at Pocono before, um, but yeah, that was that was a big one. You know, the thinking back, the biggest wreck I remember at uh, Pocono happening, like the big one, is when um, uh, Casey Kane was driving the nine Bud car for Richard Petty Motorsports and yeah. got turned on the backstretch, and it was big—a bigger wreck accident than you see at Daytona and Talladega a lot of times. It was it was big.
1: He almost went out of the ballpark. That's why they put up a fence there to, to keep him on the track. But he was almost going over the wall there and end up in the cedar trees back there. So, <laughs> yeah, so they ended up putting a fence there to make sure that everybody stays in the ballpark.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was that was a big one. But you're right, a big one on on Sunday, too, for the Xfinity Series. And and a guy that can't – we talked about guys who can't catch a break. I, I take that back. Daniel Hemrick might be at the top of the list because – he gets booted out of the RCR ride after he did a decent job in it. Uh, and then does this part-time deal with Dale Jr. Motorsports. And, uh, man, he uh, he's run well, and then something just goes awry, it seems.
1: Yeah. Once again, you know, luck's on some people's side, and some people it just doesn't seem to want to go away. <laughs> you know, so make your own luck. I guess that's the best yeah. way to look at it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, So let's go back to Saturday, and the uh, only race that ran that day was the first Cup Series race of the weekend, the Pocono Organics 325. Stage one goes to Joey Logano. Stage two goes to Eric Almerola, and the race goes to Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin second, Eric Almerola third. Christopher Bell was his first top five in the NASCAR Cup Series, finishes fourth, and Kyle Busch rounds out the – top five there Um, boy Tyler Reddick and Eric Jones have an incident there and that's something that you didn't want to see because you know you needed to use that car on Sunday yeah
1: uh, especially Eric Jones you know oh my did he pile into the wall it saved it saved uh, the eight cars front end it didn't touch the front wall Reddick's car but it sure ripped up the side and that camera in the back seat Well, it looked like it was a backseat. It was looking down into that wheel well, you know, and watching them guys taking them uh, shields out of there and how that tire just beat the hell out of that. That was the most awesome camera work, looking down inside that wheel well and seeing how that worked when it takes those crush panels out and and how people can understand how exhaust can get up inside that car. Um, Excellent, excellent camera work on that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I've, I've seen that before. It uh, happens every now and then, but that was another case of it. And um, Yeah, just unfortunately, it looked like uh, I think it was the A car that just checked up a little bit, and Jones got into him. Uh, Reddick's team made a comment on the radio that said, well, we just got ran over from behind, but I don't think that was necessarily the case. I think something happened there uh, before that.
1: No, nah, there, there was a lap car there, and Eric Jones actually checked up, and reddick had nowhere to go and then yeah and then it was on you know that's what it looked like that there was there was a lap car that was on the outside that checked up there and hey all you got to do is lift the gas pedal just a little bit and you're going to get run over and that's exactly that's exactly what happened there
0: yeah that's exactly what it looked like to me too but uh the team thought differently but you know um You'll have those disagreements every now and then. That's the unfortunate part of racing. But uh, all in all, a, a really, really good race. Um, Kevin Harvick, again, is your winner. Uh, Denny Hamlin was catching him, uh, just kind of ran out of time and, and space there. Once he got to him, it was kind of the air that didn't allow him, allow him to get uh, closer. But uh, it was it was a darn good race. And, and how about um, Eric Almirola? What a fantastic weekend for him. Uh, two top fives, we'll mention the second one later, and Christopher Bell with his worst top five.
1: Yeah, and uh, El so that's his worst stat- statistical track that he ever has. Uh, it helps that he started first and he led 61 laps. Um, you know, Denny Hamlin, you're right. You're exactly right that he got dirty air, and uh, and I think Kevin knew that as long as he stayed his line and watched what he did, and uh, yeah, Kevin Harvick uh, pulled that out, so awesome race took a little bit of time you know we come on the air and there's lightning bolts flying on. <laughs> and so we got to stop uh, well i think that was sunday's race wasn't it saturday's race had rain involved and got delayed and both races uh, uh took most of the day to get them in but they uh they got them in and they did a good job
0: we could use a break from mother nature for racing i tell you what. Um, Seems like almost every race is, either has lightning or weather delays. Um, man, we could use a break.
1: Yeah, we might be dealing with a little bit of that down in Indy this week. Uh, it's that it's that summertime when it gets just so hot that the atmosphere just can't take it no more, and it just drops it down. If in certain spots. Uh, they probably need to start the races a little bit earlier. So they get the vortex going and get the air movement. And then (laughs) that shoots the storms away. You know, you know how that works, you know? So, um, but, uh, Christopher bell. Yeah. Hey man, top four, uh, excellent run for him. We all know that once when he figures these cars out, he's going to be, he's going to be like the Tony Stewart of old. I believe he just has so much talent um you know this sunday race we'll talk about a little bit didn't work out so well but uh yeah he popped a fourth place at pocono of all places that's uh very impressive
0: absolutely uh six cautions for 21 laps 10 lead changes between eight drivers time of the race was two hours 25 minutes and one second so a good time there you know talking about this um There's been a lot of talk about shortening the races a little bit and these Pocono races had some pretty good time to it. So I wonder if uh, that'll become a discussion once again. Hey,
1: they like these stuff.
0: And still, you know, if
1: you're in town for that weekend, Hey, run a Saturday and a Sunday race. Um, You know what? I kind of like it. Um, It's something different and it seems like the drivers and everybody's uh, on board with it. So uh, we're still waiting on next year's schedule. Lots of rumors flying around and what's going on with that. They won't say what exactly it is until it comes out for sure. But there's going to be some more doubleheader weekends coming up here. And, and, uh, yeah, I'm for it. I like
0: it. I do too. And you and I've also have spoke on the, you know, Wednesday night races too. We really enjoy. So I think you're going to see a lot more of that. And, you know, it kind of took this pandemic, to kind of have this shift in schedule that made NASCAR realize, hey, this will actually work because we were forced into it. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes uh, comes from it. But, uh, yeah, some good good time on the races this weekend and some good racing all in all. Uh, so the second Cup Series race was ran on Sunday, the uh, Pocono 350. Stage one was run, won by Kurt Busch. Uh, second stage was won by Brad Kozlowski. So you can see the trend there. Stage one was by, won by the one car. Stage two by the two car. The race was won by the 11 car. Uh, Denny Hamlin uh, doesn't follow the trend there. Uh, Kevin Harvick was oh. second. Eric Jones third. Chase Elliott fourth. And Eric a fifth.
1: I thought you were going to say the three car one, but uh, <laughs> you know, he, he, got, he got a 14th. Still a good run for Austin Dillon. I mean, it was all right for him. Uh, once again, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick it was just flip-flopped around and once again Kevin Harvick was just a little bit further back but I'm I'm sure that uh the the air had something to do with that and then Eric Jones in a backup car comes back to get a third place which was really uh awesome and there's Rolla with another top five
0: yeah there it is and uh you're right Eric Jones in a backup car impressive and um I expect to see more and more out of him. He's been a guy who's won a few races, and I think he's going to be a guy that hits on it not too shortly here and becomes a big star in the sport. Um, how about the big incidents of the day? Uh, the first one was Christopher Bell spins in the t- tunnel turn. Hello. And, <laughs> and, uh, and gets some heavy damage.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jeff Gordon says they're not going to fix that one. Did you what you think? The back bumper was in the in the back seat. That car, it was amazing.
0: That car could actually drive back to the pits. That one yeah. was flattened. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty bad there. It almost looked like the whole back was gone, and it was just the window hanging there. Um, you know, heavy heavy damage. And then the most interesting of the day, Ryan Blaney gets into Kyle Busch, and. Kyle Busch really didn't say much about it. He's like, I can kind of figure out what happened, but they ran back the radio and Blaney was pretty upset with the way he was being raced by Kyle Busch. It was tight racing there. And I'm wondering if just some frustration set in and Blaney had enough and saw his opportunity and there it was.
1: Well, I think Josh Balicki had something to do with that too, with a lap car. It's just that the timing of that and Kyle and when's the last time you've seen Kyle Noser into the into the wall? Uh you don't see that very often. I mean, for somebody that's a wheel man, he's the best out there. And if he couldn't handle that, but yeah, he had a little bit of help from uh Blaney. know, uh, uh, what what can you say? It just <laughs> that was a racing incident, but I think Balicki, the lap car, had just a little bit. No, oh, I'll take that back. That was Garrett Smithley. That wasn't Balicki that was the 53. Of Garrett Smithley at that time, I'm getting, I'm having a hard time with uh, keeping up with that. Sometimes Balicki's in the 53, and Smithley's moved around. They're moving these guys from different cars to all the time, and uh, so that's kind of hard to keep up with. Hey, that Michael McDowell, when he hit that, did you see that right or that left front tire hopping yeah. around inside that wheel well? That just like look at that. That was a vicious crash on the uh, driver's side. Also.
0: Yeah, and him and Chase Elliott had made some contact down the back stretch there, and Chase didn't mean to get into him. Just got into the back bumper, and Michael barely, you know, he hit the wall um, and damaged the car, and Michael went around a few laps later. But, um, yeah, that was that was a big incident, too, for Michael Motel. But, we, yeah, there was a lap car. There was a lap car in front of Kyle Busch getting back to that one. Um, but it looked like, Blaney just drove it in hot, and I'm not saying he did it on purpose, but I'm not saying he felt too sorry about it either.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm on it, and he's in my way, and, oh, well, it's Kyle Bush. I'll dump him. That's that's fine. I, I mean, personally, he probably thinks, oh, well, you know, he got to carry on. He still ended up with a 20-second finish, so he didn't end up with a very good day out of that whole mess anyway. So Yeah. Yeah. So you move on. Hey, uh, another one I want to talk about here is, uh, Joey Logano. Uh, boy, did that, that team has fallen off on hard times. Uh, he's won two races and ever since then, he's only had what, one top 10 since then. And he's, he's been actually a slug. Uh, that team is struggling right now.
0: Yeah, that team is struggling and, you know, they did switch the crew chiefs there. Joey I think was the first to win with the switch around with, um, Paul Wolf on his box now, and I don't know. Maybe that's playing into it. Uh, you think about the switches that they made; they're 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 off a little, but they're still running good. Um, Penske is an organization is running well, so um, maybe just some small adjustments need to make made to get him back up there.
1: Yeah, that's true. But hey, one guy that's benefiting is uh, Maddie D. Uh, DiBenedetto. Uh, good yeah. run for him and uh he, he's seen he's showing improvement all the time and then hey you gotta love clint boyer and alex bowman uh uh-huh. playing basketball basketball jones down the front stretch just beating the heck out of each other for eighth place and uh you know clint got him at the line but uh let's uh let's use the side of the car up to get there but uh Oh, a lot of a lot of people like that, you know, the, the passion to just try to get an eighth place. <laughs> good stuff there.
0: I like both of those drivers, but if I'm Alex Bowman, I'm not happy with getting hit down the yeah, front stretch. Yes. like Clint Boyer did to mm-hmm. him. Oh, for, for eighth and ninth. I know every point matters, but yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't care for that if I was Alex Bowman. But you know, that's that's part of racing. Alex has got a good head on his shoulder, so I'm sure he realizes mm-hmm. that.
1: I think Alex started it. He came off a three and he touched Clint and then ended up side by side. And Clint just like, well, if you're going to drive into me, I'm going to drive into you. And then bang and bang. And then went back and forth all the way down. down, You know, it just, (laughs) but uh, uh, yeah, if I was Alex Bowman, I wouldn't have been happy with that either. But uh, I'm sure Clint didn't like being tagged coming out of three either. So uh, I suppose they probably talked about it. They both got their top 10, but I'm sure the guys who build their race cars ain't too freaking happy about that. Uh, <laughs> their whole side, good sides of their cars are all beat up, but oh well. Good passion for eighth place. How are you like that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it had the cameras on them, uh, too. So yeah, it, sure. it's racing. I mean, yeah, Alex might have got into him a little bit, um, but Clint really, really kept hammering on him down the front stretch. but that's that's racing. You know what? It gives us something to talk about. We enjoyed watching him come to the finish for eighth. I mean, once the last place, you're like, he's an eighth. Who's gonna get it? You know. So, um, yeah, it was it was fun to watch. But, yep. Um, but you're right.
1: Cam- camera was right on that. You know. And so so that makes that makes the story when people see all of that. So yep, good stuff.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, so eight cautions for thirty-two laps, twelve lead changes between eight drivers. Two hours, 50 minutes, and 54 seconds, and they're everywhere. The four of Kevin Harvick, 11 of Denny Hamlin, the 14 of Clint Boyer, and the 19 of Martin Truex Jr. All those teams had a loose love.
1: Yay, there they are. And yeah, and they were a little on the expensive side that they had to pay for that. So, But uh, yeah, some, they're, they're still checking them, and they always will, I guess. It makes me shake my head, but uh, like I say, I don't know what what classifies as a loose lug nut. Uh, how much is it torqued down? Is it making contact um, somewhere along the line? I got to find some research on that. To what determines a loose lug nut? If it's touching or is it just free spinning on the on the threads or whatever? I I don't understand it.
0: Yeah, I I don't really either. We'll have to <laughs> we'll have to look into that someday and see what classifies as it or try to get nascar to answer that question um but indianapolis up next the brickyard 400 big machine vodka brickyard 400 so uh always nice to go back there i know some people haven't enjoyed the race in the last few years but a historic place to be at
1: does that mean you have to drink vodka while watching the race all right all right you know <laughs> honor, honor your sponsorship out there people so yep everybody get your vodka and then uh, have a Have a great race. (laughs) Have a shot every caution. How's that? Um, We'll see. Indianapolis, all track position. Uh, They're talking 95 degrees there. Sunday looks a lot better than Saturday. Saturday's got a little bit more chance of precipitation, but that's some hot stuff down there. Um, We'll see. Um, Indianapolis, uh, historic. We'll see how that goes.
0: Yep. Um, So looking, looking forward to another great weekend here. Um, Let's get into some news stories here before we tell people what we're looking at next. A lot of news dropped over the last two weekends Um, came out that Toyota really wants to keep Eric Jones. I know that's been a hot topic, but where, what's going to happen with Eric Jones, with Christopher Bell, um, working at LFR. So um, sounds like Toyota really wants to retain him. And I think that would be the right move to do. Um, race fans can attend the cup race at Texas and New Hampshire, but uh,
1: not, not, the, not Xfinity or the trucks for Texas, only yeah, the right. cup rings.
0: Only yep. cup, right. yep, attend the cup race. Yeah, I, I was going to mention, uh, Not not certain on what days for New Hampshire yet, but only cup. Okay. At Texas. Right. Um, some team employees have tested positive for COVID 19. Uh, so that was some news out there. There's been uh, been, a, been a handful out there. Um, Justin Haley, we said we were going to mention him a little later. Here it is. He will run the all-star race at Bristol in Spire Motorsports car. So remember, he won that rain-shortened Daytona race last year. So he qualifies for the all-star race, and he will run it in the Spire Motorsports car. So that's pretty cool. The other thing about the all-star race is they have come out and said, they are going to experiment with a choose cone, which the drivers have been advocating over the last year or so.
1: You know, that came up from the classics uh, at Charlotte on the little, little track, and that has spread through racing throughout the country. I mean, we see the cone out here locally, and the cone is actually going to be experimented on the big stage, and I think everybody's on board with it. I think you just might start seeing the cone – more often maybe you need one like with a hydraulic on it so it just pops out of the racetrack and then you know somebody doesn't have to run out on the racetrack to go get it or maybe a uh, dirt racing one, you know when they go by and they got a rope tied to it and somebody grabs it with a rope and yanks it off the track but uh, hey the cone that's something different and i i believe it's it's going to fall in that that's going to be uh that's going to happen all the time
0: I think so too. And, and, you know, we've seen NASCAR over the years really experiment at the all-star race. So here's another, here's another thing that they're going to do. Some unfortunate news is championship week got canceled. So uh, they will not be in Nashville this year for a championship week. Unfortunately, they do expect it to return for 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, We just mentioned a little bit of Eric Jones uncertainty. Brad Keselowski's uncertainty has been brought up quite a bit lately um, been a candidate who could be in the 48 next year. A lot of talk about Penske has not had discussions with him yet. A lot of people still think it'll get done with Penske. We'll have to see, um, kind of mind boggling to me that Penske would let him go. Cause he's a guy who can win multiple races per year. Um, but you never know what can happen. Maybe they want to move Austin Sindrick up. Austin Sindrick's dad, Tim is the right hand man to Penske there. So they have, uh, maybe some space to move there. If Brad leaves, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens with him. And, you know, I think a lot of this stuff will come out probably in September, maybe late August.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, sponsorships got a lot to say about that and uh, money talks and I'm sure Kozlowski can pick and choose where he wants to go. I've heard from a reliable source, that it's already been done in the 48 car, but now all of a sudden this last week, all of a sudden it says Noel Pensky is kind of up to Annie, and so some of this might be rumors. some of this might be true. Nothing's in concrete there, but I'm sure Brad is going to be able to, uh, he's going to be able to pick his better deal, and he's talented enough, and hey, he's a past champion, so he's earned it. So we'll, yeah, sit back, watch, see where he ends up.
0: Yeah, um, Jimmy Johnson is going to test a Ganassi IndyCar uh, this upcoming week, July 9th, at the Indy Road Course. So there's something that we've talked about earlier in the season about him wanting to go IndyCar race. So Ganassi is letting him test uh, there at the Indy Road Course on July 9th. Um, And then Kurt Busch this weekend will make his 700th start. So how about that?
1: Yeah, they had a race on last night, California 2 And, uh, he was on there and he was talking about Jack Roush and thank you for giving me an opportunity. And, you know, later on that year, he won the championship, but God, did he look young, you know, um, his, his great big hat on his little head, you know, and he, he was (laughs) still a young kid. I remember Kurt Busch coming up and he was just, uh, he was a hot shoe when he came up and, and then his brother came along, but, um, yeah, seven hundred races. He's been around a while.
0: Got a lot of miles on him. Yep, yep. And it was actually two years later that he wins the championship in two thousand four, uh, the first chase that they had there. But uh, been along for, been around for a long time. Head ups, head downs, certainly. Um, but back on a, back on the high road here, and he's a guy that I think we all look forward to seeing on the track every week. So, uh, congratulations, Kurt Bush on your seven hundred start and we we'll look forward to seeing uh, maybe 700 more.
1: <laughs> yep. Thanks for the correction on 2004. You are correct. Yep. Once well, when you mentioned that, like, oh, yeah, duh. Yeah, it was 2004 when he won it down on Homestead. Yeah. So, yep, good, de- good deal for, for him. So.
0: Well, the other news that uh, I was excited to see here to wrap up here is Road America is in discussions to have a cup race for next year. Um, something that a lot of fans were wanting for some time now. I know logistics has to work out with hotels, highways, roadways, ways out of the track. So, um, how awesome would that be? I mean, we're, we're about 45 minutes to an hour away from it. Um, man, that would be so cool.
1: You can plan on being stuck in traffic on that one because everybody in the whole Midwest will come to that one. Um, the place will be packed. Uh, we'll see where that goes from there. Uh, you, you'll have to figure out, how to try to get more access in and out of that place. But, uh, yeah, that'd be awesome they, Uh, that's a place that deserves it too. Very much so.
0: Well, and you know, camping's always available. So if you don't want to deal with the traffic, there you go.
1: Yeah. So make your plans early. I bet you as soon as if they announce it and it's there, the phone will be ringing off the hook down oh. there. People will make plans for that one real no fast. No doubt.
0: No doubt. Um, all right, so that wraps up uh, everything that we have. What our plans are next is Slinger Nationals coming up here on Tuesday the seventh. Uh, also, someone's birthday. Um, we are going oh. <laughs> to we are going to be looking at doing something with the Slinger Nationals here, getting some drivers on, some driver interviews after the race. So, uh, look forward to that. Um, Happy early birthday, Mark. Big big
1: 6-0, huh? 6-0, yeah. And if people kind of looked, I bought myself a a pretty cool birthday present. Uh, I got myself a ride that I've been looking at for a while. So I got that. Um, Sunday, I'm going to give it a trial run and take her down. I'm going to do the the prelude to the Slinger Nationals. That's Sunday night. The Big 8 Series is going to run at Slinger. And I'm going to go take a runner down there. Um, Monday uh my wife is kind of busy with some friends and i am free on monday and i just might i just might pack a cooler and might go back down to slinger and just watch uh watch some cars go around and pack a little cooler and maybe have a little picnic down there and then tuesday yeah you and i will be down there for the nationals and then uh you know the white race is at kakana next week and so i think that's what a 96 lapper if i'm not mistaken uh, or is that a 70, 74 lap or something like that? It's, it's extended for the white race. And then next weekend after that, I'm going to go do the, uh, up to Seymour, the world of outlaw dirt cars, uh, world of outlaws are coming to Seymour on a Friday night. And then I'm going to run up to Shano on a Saturday night. And then I know road America is going and I'm going to see if I can split, get that in the schedule too. So, you know, we're getting into the heart of the season right now, so uh, my schedule is kind of opening up and my wife just says, Hey, man, have fun. And I let's this old dog run. And I'm going to go support some local racing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We got a busy stretch here. Of course, NASCAR going. So we'll have to do a, a podcast with NASCAR slinger nationals, uh, Kakona, the Fox river racing club uh, has that rolling every Thursday. We'll be out here shortly. We're going to leave, leave here shortly. Of course got to announce and Mark, you'll be out there as a fan and, um then yeah you got the slinger nationals next tuesday thursday night still going nascar so uh indy IndyCar, uh comes for a doubleheader to road america next weekend um boy just a lot of stuff going on so look uh look for some stuff from us you can follow uh double l sports networks that's ll sports network you can follow that on twitter Facebook. You can follow us on, uh, I'm on Twitter at Lauren Leach, Facebook at Lauren Leach, Mark, you're Mark Allen on Facebook. Um, So continue to follow us and and see what we're, we're up to and we'll get out uh, some news and information out to you soon.
1: Yeah. Everybody that I contact, they come right away and say, Hey, Mark, I love your videos. So if you want to see five years worth of videos, just go to Facebook. I don't erase any of the, the real good ones there and, People share them all the time, and uh, that's what they're there for—just to uh, enjoy racing. And and then all this stuff that's going on. Plus, I'm trying to i race in between, and then working. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, life is in the is in the hammer lane right now, and uh, so got to enjoy this summer while it's here. I love it when it's hot like this, and uh, yeah. So. I love summertime, man. That's what it's all about.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I forgot all about iRacing. Don't know how I could forget about that. Got to get that in a few times a week, too. So we're we're just immersed in it. We love it. So we, we keep doing it and got a busy schedule coming up here. But again, uh, follow us. Look for, for things to come. And hope to see you out at the track tonight. Racing starts at 630. So be out there before that. Big fireworks show tonight. So uh, hope to see you all out there. Thanks for listening. Follow us. Yep. And uh, thanks, Mark, for joining me. See you on all that
1: track, people. See you later. Bye. See ya.